Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee, inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Jack Benny, Mary Livingston, Mel Blanc, Artie Auerbach, Dennis Day, Rochester, and Don Wilson. One of the most popular radio shows for over 30 years was the Jack Benny program. Now, here's a collector's item. The complete broadcast of the last Jack Benny radio show during the 1951 season. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the last Jack Benny show of the month. It's also the last program of the current series. And as a matter of fact, it's the last show of the season. So now I bring you a man I thought wouldn't last, Jack Benny! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking. And Don, I know that you're trying to be clever on the final show, but how could you possibly have thought that I wouldn't last? After all, a man my age is just in the prime of life. <laughs> I guess you're right, Jack. They've been priming you for 20 years. <laughs> Don. Don. George Global. <laughs> Cinemascope stomach. <laughs> Now, Don, control yourself. But, you know, you may be right. After all, nobody can last forever. You're sure working on it, Bob. Well, I see we have another candidate for the unemployment insurance. <laughs> you better watch it, sister. Jack's right, Mary. He deserves a little more respect from us. After all, he's one of the pioneers in the broadcasting business. You're darn right. Why, when I did my first program, there were hardly any radios in the country. And darn few people. <laughs> darn few people, darn few people. Plenty of people when I started. They may have had feathers in their hair, but they were people. <laughs> Mary, if I were Jackie Gleason, you know what I'd say? One of these days. One of these days. Pow! Back to the May Company. If you were Jackie Gleason, I wouldn't have to go back. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, Jack, why are you so touchy? Can't you take a joke? Certainly I can take a joke. But here we're doing our last program of the season, and everyone comes in and insults me. Oh, I didn't insult you, Mr. Benny. Huh? Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, sir. Well, you see, Mary, Don, Dennis knows how to treat me with respect. Certainly. I feel that when a man keeps you working all these years, he deserves respect. Well, naturally. A man doesn't get to be the star of a radio and television program unless he has ability and talent. Thank you, Dennis. No star can keep a loyal following of fans loving him through all the years unless he's an outstanding personality. Well. Can I go now, Mr. Benny? <laughs> Why? I can't keep reading this stuff. It's making me sick. <laughs> Why did I have to let him go on? 
Why didn't I stop him when I was ahead? I should have stopped him earlier, like in 1946. <laughs> well, when I oh, well, it's the last show of the season. <laughs> what? Oh, well, it's the last show of the season. I won't be seeing him for quite a while. Well, say, that reminds me, Dennis. What are you going to do this summer? Well, Don, I'm going to visit my uncle in Las Vegas. I didn't know you had an uncle in Las Vegas, Dennis. Yes, he's married and has a lovely wife and three slot machines. <laughs> hey, say, that's... You know, that's a funny joke. It may have feathers on it, but it's a joke. Say, Mary, what are you going to do this summer when we're off the air? Well, I think I'll just stay around the house, spend all my time in the backyard in my garden. Well, that should be nice. Here in California, you can grow some wonderful flowers. I'm going to grow vegetables. I got to eat. <laughs> hmm. Say, Mary, that's smart, growing your own vegetables. Where'd you get the idea? From the present Jack gave me last Christmas. What'd he give you, Mary? A hundred pounds of Vigoro. <laughs> gift wrapped yet. Now, wait a minute, Mary. I think you're going just a little too far. That's right, Mary. How can you say such things about a man who is so nice, so generous, so nice, so generous, so nice, so generous, so nice... Dennis, turn the page already! <laughs> For heaven's sakes. Anyway, Dennis, time for you to do your song. And since this is the season's final show... Jack, I think the sound man is trying to get your attention. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. What is it, Twomley? Uh, well, this is the last show of the season, and all my relatives is listening in. Well, that's nice. No, it ain't. All they're hearing is people talking. They want to hear sound effects. Look, Twombly. Well, a guy imposes on all his friends and relatives and gets them to listen to this program, and what do you hear? Yakada, 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 yakada. Look, You look. may not know it, but in Canoga Park, I'm a big man. <laughs> For heaven's sake, Twombly, there are sound effects at the end of the show. Yeah, but all you got is ordinary ones, like a knock on the door, a telephone rings. I want something complicated that'll let me show my artistry. But look... Well, I like them dramatic shows. Can't you do a show like uh, A Tale of Two Cities? It is a far, far better thing I do than I have ever did before. <laughs> Goodbye. That's the guillotine. <laughs> Look, Twombly, we're doing a radio show, and you'll come in with your sound effects only when you hear your cue. So just keep quiet and listen. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Now, where were we? Oh, yes, come on, Dennis, let's hear your song. McGuire, a man of fire, will live in history. He tipped the scales at 99 and measured 5 feet 3. One swing of his right would end a fight, a wondrous thing to see. Oh, Mickey McGuire, that ball of fire, a mighty man was he. When Mickey McGuire went out of fish, he told the greatest tale. He said the fish that got away would break the biggest scale. He'd whittle a tree of hickory, his hook was just a nail. And then he would state that for his bait, he always used a whale. Oh, McGuire, the liar, he came from County Cork. 
He stopped to chat at the drop of a hat. Oh, how that man could talk, 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 talk. He said that he sailed the seven seas to find a beach to comb. They made him drink so many toasts he couldn't see for foam. I come from the great explorers, that is why I yearn to roam. The very same night, to their delight, he couldn't find his home. Oh, McGuire, the liar, he came from County Cork. He'd stop to chat at the drop of a hat to how that man could talk, 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 talk. One day when the races came to town, McGuire told the boss, Say, if you need a jockey, I'm the greatest one, of course. Believe it or not, he came in first, but still it was a loss. Cause Mickey McGuire, the ball of fire, forgot to ride the horse. Oh, McGuire, the liar, he came from County Cork. He'd stop to chat at the drop of a hat to how that man could talk, 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 talk. To conquer the English Channel was McGuire's greatest wish. I'll swim it underwater cause I swim just like a fish. He said that he'd break the record and the people won't forget. He broke the record for staying down, they haven't found him yet. Oh, McGuire, the liar, he came from County Cork. He stopped to chat at the drop of a hat to how that man could talk. Oh, McGuire, the liar, he came from County Cork. He stopped to chat at the drop of a hat how that man could talk. Very good, Dennis. And while I'm on the subject, I'd like to say that although you've been with me a good many years, your voice keeps improving all the time. And on this last show of the season, it's a pleasure. I want to tell you, it's a pleasure to have you on my show because of your talent, your loyalty, and your... How can you read that stuff? Doesn't it make you sick? <laughs> Go be nice to people. Oh, say, Malin. Malin Merrick. Yes, Jack. That was really a wonderful arrangement the orchestra had for Dennis's number. Thanks. I also want to thank you for the discipline you've brought to the band. I've noticed during the last few weeks, right up to tonight's final program, the boys have been behaving much better. And they all... What was that? Remley fell off his stool. <laughs> Couldn't quite make it to the end of the season. Right? <laughs> well, isn't anybody going to pick him up? No, Jack, we usually let him lie there during the summer. The rest does him good. <laughs> well, okay, let him stay there, but I want him up when we go back on the air next fall, you see. And Malin, rub a little cheese on his face so the mice will keep him shaved. <laughs> Imagine Remley falling off his stool like that. Uh, to the rest of the world, that must have, might have been Remley who fell, but in Canoga Park, they know it was me. <laughs> Not from that reading, they didn't. <laughs> now look, Quamley, this is your last warning. I don't want any more talk from you. You're a sound man, so all we want out of you are sound effects when we give you the cue. Uh, yes, sir. Tell me, Malin, Malin, what, what are the other boys in the band going to do this summer? Huh? Well, most of them are taking summer jobs, all except Bagby. He's going on a pleasure cruise to Hawaii. Oh, Charlie's going to take an expensive vacation like that. Isn't he going to work at all? What does he have to work for? He hasn't even spent half the money he got from that Brinks job in Boston. <laughs> Malin, how can you say a thing like that about Bagby on the air? Even in jest. Now the police will come and get him. Hey! Swambly, stop that! 
<laughs> and what are you bowing for? Right now, they're applauding at Canoga Park. <laughs> Look, I don't want more, any more of your silly talk and sound effects. You just give us the sound effects on the right cue, and that's all. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Say, Jack. Yes, Malin. Since this is our last program, the boys in the band chipped in and bought you a little gift, and they selected Sammy the drummer to make the presentation. Come over here, Sammy. Okay, Malin. Mr. Benny, on behalf of all the boys in the band, it gives me great pleasure to present you with this token of our esteem. Well, thanks, Sammy. Thanks a lot, fellas. Let me see what it is. Oh, isn't that nice? It has my initials on it, too. Yeah. Just what I've always wanted. A monogrammed ice cube. <laughs> Gee, thanks, fellas. And remember, at the start of next season, don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> Just wait. I'm not worried. I got a new job in the movies. In the movies? Yeah, I'm Mickey Rooney's stand-in. <laughs> you? You're Mickey Rooney's stand-in? Uh-huh. How could you possibly get a job like that? I lied about my size. <laughs> Hey, that's a pretty funny gag, Sammy. You're just what this program needs, a bald Milton Burl. <laughs> I think we better get on with the program. I want to leave early so I can get a quick start. I'm... Hmm, who can that be? Come in. Hello, Mr. Benny. Why, Mr. Kitzel. <laughs> Mr. Benny, pardon my intrusion, but I just dropped in to say goodbye. Well, that was very nice. And, hey, wait a minute. How'd you know I was going away? At least I was ignorant, but I know I'm going away. Oh, really? Where? I'm going to Europe to visit my relations. Oh, that's wonderful. What country do they live in? Ireland. <laughs> Ireland? Yeah. Gosh, Mr. Kissel, I never knew you were of Irish descent. Just on my mother's side, full-blooded, I'm not. <laughs> Oh, oh, I see. And then from there, I'm going for a full week to Paris. Paris? This is in France. I know, I know. <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Kitzel, while you're there, you're going to see some of those Paris nightclub shows? <laughs> I'm planning to go every single night. Every night, but the whole show is in French. You won't understand a thing. Mr. Benny, I'm going for looking, not listening. <laughs> hmm. You know, this I understand in any language. I know. <laughs> and then while I'm over there, and since it'll be summer, I think I'll swim the English Channel. Swim the English Channel? That's right. But, Mr. Kitzel, you can't try a swim like that on the spur of the moment. You gotta train and train and train. Now, now look, that's the last straw. Another interruption like that and I'll have you fired. And I don't care how strong your union is. I'm sorry I lost my temper, Mr. Kitzel, but this has been going on all day. Oh, that's all right. I was just leaving anyway. Oh, well, goodbye and bon voyage. Thank you. Nicky McGuire was a man of fire, and he came from County Court. <laughs> <laughs>
now, kids. writing anything. They read anything they want. <laughs> All right. Now, everybody keep quiet. I want to call up and have my car sent around to the front of the studio so I can get right home. Say, Mabel, what is it, Gertrude? Mr. Benny's line is flashing. Yes, Mr. Benny. Yeah, I'll tell him. Goodbye. So what does he want? He wants I should call the parking lot to let them know he's leaving soon so they can get his car ready. Well, ain't he an eager beaver? What's he in such a hurry about to get his car? He always does that. It takes 15 minutes to get the boiler hot. <laughs> you know, Gertrude, I don't understand him. He's such a big star. Why does he drive around in such an old jalopy? Well, that's because he's so sentimental. Oh, he loves the car? No, he loves money. <laughs> I know that, but I can't understand why he keeps saving all the time. Hasn't he heard that famous expression, you can't take it with you? He's heard it all right. But he thinks he's worked out a system to get around it. <laughs> well, How? He had a tailor sew pockets in his skin. <laughs> well, you know, everybody can kid Jack about being cheap, but I happen to know he has a generous side, too. What makes you say that? Well, the other night we were having dinner at the Sportsman's Lodge, and you know how most people only leave 10% of the bill for a tip? Uh-huh. Well, Jack insisted I leave 15. <laughs> oh, how nice. <laughs> Hello? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Betty. The line to the parking lot is busy. Uh, I'll keep trying and tell him you want the car. It'll be ready by the time you are. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Gertrude. <laughs> Well, kids, the program is nearly over, and it looks like we've come to the end of another season. At a time like this, I can't help feeling a little sentimental. Even though we may have kidded each other and had petty squabbles, I don't think any other performer has been fortunate to have so capable a cast. Well, thank you, Jack. I also want to thank my writers, producer, engineer, and all the members of my technical staff. Also, as I turn around and look at you fellas sitting up there on the bandstand... <laughs> It gives me a feeling of pride and warmth to see your faces smiling down at me and to see Remley's face smiling up at me. <laughs> I feel that the success of this program has been due to the fact that we've all worked together as a big happy family. That's why we've always been right on the mark. That's why we've never missed the boat. <laughs> I'm not going to lose my temper, Twombly. But I'm warning you, one more uncalled for sound effects and you're through. Now, as I was saying... Hmm. Hello? Hello, Mr. Belly. This is Rochester. (laughs) 
What is it, Rochester? Nothing important. I just want you to know that I've got all your things packed and ready for your trip. Good. You put in all that stuff from my medicine chest? Yes, sir. I packed your nerve tonic, stomach tonic, liver tonic, blood tonic, and tonic tonic. <laughs> tonic tonic? What have I got that for? In case any of the other tonics feel run down, that's what they take. <laughs> uh, well, Ross, did you, pack, did you pack my new gray suit? No, sir. It's dirty. I'm going to send it to the cleaners. But I want to wear it tomorrow in Las Vegas. But, boss, that gray suit doesn't give enough contrast with your golden curly locks. But, Rochester, what can I do? I don't have any other new suit. I know, but you got other locks. <laughs> well, all right. Now, now, tell me, Mr. Benny, do you want me to pack your brown spiked shoes or your two-tone spiked shoes? I don't want any spiked shoes. I'm not going to play golf in Las Vegas. I know, but if you win something, you'll want to get out fast. <laughs> Gee, I didn't think of that. Pack the brown one. Yes, sir. And, Mr. Benny, I think you ought to get some new luggage. This bag you've got here is old and it looks awful. Rochester, I'll have you know that bag is genuine cowhide. Oh, boss, this is cowhide. Well, only on its mother's side. Full-blooded, it's not. <laughs> now, Rochester, I hope you memorize that nightclub act I taught you. As your agent, I've arranged for an audition for you at the Flamingo, and I think I can get you booked in there. I know, and I appreciate it. Only, only, uh... Only what? Well, I read that contract I've got with you. What about it? Ain't I supposed to get the 90%? <laughs> Rochester, I'm putting the rest of that money away for you to use as a nest egg. Well, push the hen off. I'm hungry. <laughs> Stop worrying about it. You'll get everything that's coming to you. Now I'll be back as soon as the program's over and we'll leave right after dinner. Okay. Goodbye. 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 For heaven's sakes, Twombly, hang up the phone. You told me you didn't want no more sound effects. <laughs> well, of all the silly, go ahead and play, Malin. Ladies and gentlemen, although this is called the Jack Benny Program, I'd like to say that its success is due to the competent people I have working with me. My wonderful cast, the great supporting players I have, my producer, my engineer, my sound man, my capable writers, my fine musicians. How can you read that stuff? Doesn't it make you sick? <laughs> Good night, folks. See you in the fall. That wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. <laughs>